0: Alrighty, welcome back. We are here for episode eight of the three major sports podcast. Uh, I am joined as always by my good friend Enrique down in Miami. Say hello, yeah. sir. Yeah, buddy. What's up, everybody? There he is. And uh, our second, we've only had one guest. This is his second appearance. Uh, also from the Tampa Bay area, Mr. Doug Colson. How are you, sir?
1: Doing well, thank you. Hello, all.
0: Good, good. Thank you for Thank you for being here get involved in this nonsense that we, that we like to do. Uh, we kind of liked the format last week going through the, the three sports. Uh, we probably won't be as long this time just because we, we not that much has happened since then, besides from the playoffs. Uh, but we'll still, uh, we'll still hit on everything, try to go over a couple fun topics, uh, have a little banter back and forth and, and sort of go from there. So we're going to lead off again, same way as, as last week, we'll hit with baseball. Um I know we've had some some developments with the the substance uh, suspension. Now they have an actual game number tied to it, which I mean, ten games for a starting pitcher is like actually two games. So whatever. Well, there's there are some
2: caveats to that, which we'll go. Please, over now, please, yes, please, yes. So, as uh, as Rob was saying, yeah, and they uh, the other shoe came down, as they say, today. So we are recording this Tuesday, June 15th. Today, the, uh, the league released its memo that it outlined the exact enforcement of this uh, foreign substance to the baseball that we started talking about last week. So like we said last week, we talked about uh, spin rate being enhanced by some of these pitchers uh, using different substances, anywhere from, you know, mixing sunscreen with rosin from the bag. And that becomes sort of a sticky substance. The one that, that really is kind of the one that's garnering the most attention because it's most people don't seem to have as much of, like most pitchers, so like baseball people don't seem to have as much of a problem with the sunscreen, with the rosin. So apparently it's not, like it does something, but it's not like out of this world enhancement. But there's some shit they're using called Spider Tech, And apparently that is like industrial strength adhesive kind of stuff. And so it's getting, it's really sticky. I don't know if anybody remembers, but like a month ago, there was a, not a pass ball, but a ball that spiked in front of Yachty and stuck to his chest pad. Like it st- He stood up looking for the ball and the thing stuck to his belly on this pad and nobody like even asked a question as to how <laughs> that was happening. So that could be a good uh, kind of a visual of what um, Spider Tech might work like. Again, I don't know what that was. It was never talked about. It was never investigated. so I don't know that that's not what that was, but I mean, dude, he threw a pitch that bounced on the ground and got stuck to his freaking chest pad like, that got him insane. Um, so that's that's how that's been going. Today they dropped the the memo as they want to call it. They didn't call it, they didn't even call it rules. They just called it uh, a memo. So after an extensive process of repeated warnings without effect, gathering information from current and former players and across the sport, two months of comprehensive data collection, listening to our fans and thoughtful deliberation. I have determined that new enforcement of foreign substances is needed to level the playing field. This is from Rob Manfred. This guy is so full of shit. Um, Extensive process of repeated warnings without effect. Doubtful. I mean, just, Speaking as a father, if I tell my kids something three times and they don't listen to it, I'm not going to drop it. So, you know, <laughs> why would you, as the leader of a major sports organization in the country, you're just going to keep saying something, they're going to ignore you, you're just going to be like, oh, well, you know, I tried, they didn't listen. No, dude, that's nonsense right there. Uh, information from current and former players across the sport. Sure, you just got that in the last three weeks, but sure, I'll take that. Two months of comprehensive data collection. Bullshit. You look at two months of StatCast that you already collect for other purposes and started looking at what we look at now from these computer screens, listening to our fans, nonsense, and thoughtful deliberation, probably nonsense. (laughs) Um, I have determined that new enforcement of foreign substances is needed to level the playing field. There's so much in that statement that just a crock of corporate shit. Um, This is not a secret. This is not something that, while yes, we just started talking about it in the media recently, This is not anything new. Like we talked about last week, Bauer talked about it two years ago and how Cole, when he got traded to the Astros, all of a sudden, you know, it started improving his spin rate immediately. So, again, this is not something that popped up overnight. So that's just his intro to it. Basically, this is what's um, after a bunch of more rubbish about how important the integrity of competition is to them. uh, We went down into the details of the protocol. So starting pitchers will have more than one mandatory check per game. And each relief pitcher has to be checked either at the conclusion of their inning or of, of, of the inning in which he entered or when he is removed, whichever comes first. Seems pretty ass backwards. Why are we checking after he's thrown all the pitches? Why are you not checking? <laughs> if he's a relief pitcher, he's already got to throw warmups. The game's already stopped. Check them first. So that didn't make sense to me, but okay. Uh, so they're checking the pitchers. Che- starting pitchers are going to have more than one mandatory check per game. There's no timing on that. So that's interesting. I'm assuming there'll be one before you throw your first pitch. Uh, and maybe one, I don't know, like every other inning, something like that. So there's that. Umpires are going to be the one that perform the check. And they can do it at any time when they notice that the baseball has an unusually sticky feel to it. Or if they observe the pitcher going into his glove, hat, belt, or any other part of his uniform to retrieve or apply a foreign substance. Okay. So now they're just watching the players more. Um the player who possesses it or applies to them is in violation of the rules, it would be immediately ejected from the game and suspended. Again, we saw this dude that got his hat confiscated from him a couple of weeks ago, and then they just gave him a new hat and he kept pitching. So at least now we're <laughs> immediately ejecting these people from the game and they're gonna be suspended. This is where I'm not a big fan of it. The umpire and crew shall be the sole judge as to whether the rules have been violated. I mean, I decision between four of these guys, maybe, but this whole judge, jury, and executioner right on the field when you don't know what's on somebody's hand, if it's anything at all, I mean, we'll see. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, they can't use the replay system to review it. <laughs> I don't know how you would want Why to would do you that. need to
0: replay? <laughs> just touch the goddamn I thing. Mean, and if it's sticky, it's sticky. Um, and then it
2: says, it basically says that although this is pretty much aimed at pitchers, any player who does this is going to be subject to the same thing. So, like, if the catcher keeps it on his hand and puts it on the ball before he throws it back, that's going to count. Same with position players cool. Catchers are also going to be subject to routine inspections, uh, which the umpires will do. Players who refuse to cooperate will basically be presumed guilty, ejected, and suspended. Rosin bags are still cool. Again, we talked about them mixing sunscreen and rosin. Uh, It specifically says to avoid any of this nonsense happening Uh, Do not apply sunscreen during night games after the sun has gone down, or when playing in stadiums with closed roofs. The fact that some of these guys were going out there with sunscreen in a dome or at night should have already been a (laughs) fucking red flag to someone. Like you guys, I mean, for real. Um,
0: But this, this, Uh I'm gonna just real quick, and you can keep going. But like this highlights how stupid this sport has become. Like, oh, I know. That's why I want to go through the whole list. I know, I, I, I know what you're doing I just I, I just <laughs> want to repeat it. Like, how dumb is this that you have to actually hey, don't put sunscreen on at night. Like that seems weird. That didn't seem <laughs> weird years ago. Like now exactly. you had to sit, like what the hell years is going ago, on? three
2: weeks three weeks ago they were like, Oh yeah, it must have been bright out there.
0: Yeah, those oh. LED lights those LED <laughs> lights that this team put in. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you gotta getting some UV light off the off the bleacher lights. Like, what so the now- hell?
2: Club personnels uh, who are caught doing um, any of this or uh, helping any of these pitchers, they are going to be um, subject to basically the same punishment. They might even end up on the ineligible list, so they're going to lose their job. Um, and let's see what else. Club personnel. Oh, this is, this is the one part that really, like, so it goes back to what you said earlier, I think, before we started, uh, that a 10-game suspension for a starting pitcher is two starts. Yes, while that may be true, they are still trying to affect this team. So the clubs may not replace uh, the roster spot from a player who's suspended for any of these on-field violations. So you're not going to be able to pull your top prospect from AAA to start uh two games in the meantime uh which i actually think was the rule anyway if you get suspended they don't get to fill the roster spot oh really like that okay i didn't realize that that was already something since they outlined it here i didn't realize i thought that might have been new um so yeah you can't just pull somebody up and make it seem as if it never happened and start somebody else in the meantime you're gonna have to uh pitch a bullpen game or run people on four days rest instead of five hope for a good schedule break Uh, Stuff like that. MLB will closely monitor the effect of this policy on competition and on player health and make future modifications to the enhanced enforcement guidelines as appropriate. So what are we what are we thinking after uh, these bullet points of just nonsense?
1: Well, first off, referring to uh, Manfred as a leader, we have to take that with a (laughs) grain of salt. (laughs) Job title, man. Job title. Yeah. Generally speaking, this is just a direct a, um, reaction to the offenses being low throughout the season so far. It has nothing to do with the integrity of the sport, although baseball doesn't have much integrity to begin with because you can cheat in the World Series and not have anything happen to you. Right. But but basically, you know, when you have you know so many no-hitters thrown in such a short amount of time, you know, that pitching is great, pitching wins – titles pitching doesn't get you ratings and so that's all this is is a a direct reaction to put more offense back on the board rob what do you think
0: uh i mean similar to to what doug's saying i don't think it has anything to do with competition or any of that crap um they you know leave it to baseball to have these ridiculous um scandals that like no other sport seems to have to deal with where you just have these nonsensical things that like, you never hear about like, I mean, the flake gate was pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, no, I get it. But like, that was just teams, you know, trying to find a way to, to throw Tom Brady off. That didn't even have anything to do with it really being that big a fucking deal, but they, they make it a big deal because of who it is. Just the, the the whole idea. Plus, that that's not the whole league. That's one guy. True. That, that's, that's that's different. True. That's true. It's 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 the sport ignoring it and then being like, "Up, oh, this is a yeah. problem. It's nonsensical, yeah. but it's a problem." And let's, then
2: you know, let's dive into that aspect of it. So players have been pretty vocal so far about uh, anything going on. So Tyler Glass now pitched last night. Tyler Glass was having. Probably a career season. He was having one of his best years for sure. It might have been his best year. He partially tore his UCL last night. Uh, it seems like he's gonna opt out of Tommy John and try to rehab it since it's not a full tear. But he um, he did not <laughs> he did not really shy away from um, talking to the media today. So he started saying basically that he's been having this weird feeling all week in his arm ever since his last start, uh, since he started using a clean ball, basically. And today or yesterday when it's happened that that pain just exploded literally during the game. He felt it, you know, tear and pop or whatever. And he thinks it's absurd for them to allow him to throw 70, 80 innings, which is what he's thrown so far this season, one way. And then all of a sudden make him uh, do something totally different. So, First thing you come to realize, this dude just openly admitted to the cheating. Um, yes. But my defense to that is again, it's it's not some excuse me. It's not something new that just um, popped up out of nowhere, right? Bower's talked about it for years. The league has known about it for years. Enforcement has not been something that they've even talked about. And, again, if other people are doing it, why can't I help my team if they're helping theirs and there are no consequences? So I get it from that perspective of you just saying that you're doing this. Um, But then the health thing, right? MLB will continue to monitor the situation. You know, help uh, player safety. Dude, if this guy's telling you he just tore his arm because of the way he grabs the ball now, uh, not having whatever it is he was using from before. Like, that's not really taking player safety into consideration. This isn't something oh. that just happened. It's something that's yeah. been happening. So why is it all of a sudden – why do you have – if you've known about it for at least three years, why do you have to try to stop it in three days? Like, he says stop it in the off season. I understand that you want to enforce it, but so give us a time to to um, to get ready and to, like, prepare for not using – I mean, again – you're throwing something 100 miles an hour. The way you grab it probably has a huge difference in in how it happens. So, like, I get that that part of it. I don't know. I'm probably of a different opinion than you guys. What do you guys think of of what Glass now said in that situation?
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw it because I'm gonna forget if I don't say it immediately, and then I'm gonna compare it to to baseball's uh, original scandal. Um, First of all, I, I don't want to hear your excuse that you, you weren't given enough time to stop your cheating. Like, that. Oh fuck you, guy. God. Like, no, 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 no. That is nonsensical. I'm, I'm sorry. That, oh, ew, hey, you know, you didn't give me enough warning that I have to throw a baseball the way that it's supposed to be thrown. You should have told me a couple months ago, and then I can stop. No, that's ridiculous. Uh, if If you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, and they tell you to stop it, then you stop it. And everyone else has to do the same thing. It's not that hard. And not everybody's elbows are snapping off. So... Yeah, that's... Been, we've that's been talking about this for a week, and we've got one. Yeah, but he also said he heard it last week. Like... Yeah, but last week is when he... he this Last week is when he stopped using this. Okay, so what? Has he been using this stuff his entire career? He doesn't know how to throw a baseball without it?
2: I mean, if you've been doing something for three or four years, it probably takes, you know, more than five days to adjust uh, back.
0: I don't know, man. I don't like it. So here's... Here here's the question that I have and and it's this is not going to be a clean comparison cuz one's like basically illegal but when when you when you look back at the steroid era do you consider those those players and those stats to be legitimate yeah
2: because I, I do it. because yeah I do because I'm of the belief that the majority of players both pitchers and position players were on something
0: yes now, did you think that they were supposed to be given a, a six month heads up that, hey, you know, we'll let you do the steroids this year, but next year you really gotta cut that out.
2: Okay. Understood. And but in that comparison to what we just said, the pitchers who are taking the steroids are not holding the ball any differently or not they don't have to change any of their technique. They're literally just gonna lose some muscle mass and they may not throw as hard, but mechanics are going to be identical and the hitters well, its not pres- going to matter.
0: Pre- presumably the steroids also helps you recover faster. So maybe you're able to throw a day earlier with the same velocity than you could before. I right, mean, there's a lot you- of different things that you could affect. Go ahead, Doug. No, sorry. But if you look at
1: it, guys are throwing harder now than they did 20 years ago. during the steroid era.
2: And sure. that for sure has something to do with the grip they're getting on the ball. Cause the better grip you have on something,
1: the harder you can throw it. I mean Jacob Degrom, yeah. and I'm not saying he's cheating, which I don't think he is. But I mean he's doing more more 100 mile per hour plus fastballs. Yeah, but he's just a like the next major. four pitchers combined. It's just he's incredible. definitely
2: not cheating. I've never seen so many people come to his defense, unwarranted than what happened last week. So I'm sure he's not cheating. That guy's just a freak. I, you, it's just not fair to use Jacob Degrom to compare to regular pitchers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and you'll have those guys that'll have those seasons a couple times in a row where you're just like, oh my gosh, you can't really touch them at all. If anything, I think improved uh, medicine and improved technique has to do with um, increased velocity. I don't think it has anything to do with substance or anything like that. I mean, the the strikeouts I could see in the last 20 years have a lot to do with the the way that pitchers
2: can recover or how long they throw or how hard they throw. All of that makes a huge difference now.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that would be more my. Uh, you know, being able to attribute that now, strikeout rate and and swing and miss rate. Now, yeah, you can attribute that to, to the substance thing, but I don't think it's right. tied to to the velocity at all. Um, but I, I I don't know, man. I I crying about you. You told me to stop my cheating too early. And I, okay. I, <laughs> so and I'm not really it's... a goody two shoes, but that's that's a little no. Bit I, much. I know.
2: I get you. I get you. And I, and I totally understand that that's a reasonable. Understand like a reasonable stance and I'm not saying it's wrong I, I don't agree with it I'm cool with it I don't I tend to be a little bit anti-authoritarian so I can see why this is where I would stand on this but let's so let's go to a different player and a different of a different not a different opinion just a different statement that he made today so Carlos Rodon, again another one of the best pitches in the league this year is uh, unhappy so he said cool you want to enforce it? Enforce it. Stop doing it. We stopped doing it. Um, but he just thought it was interesting uh, that Rob Manfred chose to just start handing out 10 game suspensions now, basically on the spot, plus the game that you're getting ejected from. But he couldn't find it to suspend a single Astro when they were shown to have been caught cheating in the World Series and actually won a championship from it. Sure. How do you feel about that in terms of the enforcement and and how you can like how can the league even stand to do this and have any sort of credibility?
1: Oh, it's it's for me. It's very easy. So I'm looking up Carlos Rodon's career stats right now. Okay, and this year his ERA plus is 219, which is unbelievable. That's like Pedro Martinez numbers. The last the last year he was at 56. The year before was at 89, and then the previous three years he was like hovering right around 100. So, of course, he's going to complain because this is his best career year, right? And let, let's not, you know, fool ourselves by thinking that Spider-Man okay. has absolutely nothing to do with it.
2: We don't know what it is that he's using. Carlos Rodon was also, I mean, he's got prospect pedigree behind him. He's not somebody who blew up overnight in the pros, he was a number one prospect in that organization, he was a very high draft pick. Um, so Yes, it coincides with his breakout year, and I'm sure it has something to do with his breakout year. I don't know if I want to put it entirely on that because the kid does have skill,
1: but... But he also um, gave up more than a touchdown and runs last year. 8. No, two I get you. Year. No, I get
2: you. I get you. <laughs> Carlos Rodan from a fantasy baseball player, Carlos Rodon is somebody who I've seen and I've watched for years and has been uh, extraordinarily disappointing in everything that, that he's he's done, except for this season. So it's like, I get it. I totally get it. Um But that still doesn't mean he's wrong. (laughs) You know, again, if it hasn't been important for three years, why are you making it important in three days? Why don't, if you really want to get this right, play out your season because it's how it's been played out anyway, and then Mm. implement something in the off season.
0: (sighs) Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll counterpoint that real quick. Um, is it even though it hasn't been enforced? Is it is it well known that you're not supposed to have substances on your hand when you're pitching? Of course, it, the rule is well known. Okay, but, so, but so the practice is just as well known. Okay, so it's it's a rule that hasn't been followed, and they're deciding to follow the the previously written rule. Correct. That's correct. Okay, so then technically, you can enforce it at any time. Yes, absolutely. Okay. No, I get okay. that. I'm, I'm I get that. I have no rule support here. <laughs> like I'm aware of that I'm,
2: I'm arguing on a purely theoretical stance but yeah. okay so let's say you give them 45 days right <laughs> whereas if they need to use something in the game to not throw a fastball into somebody's cheek they can but it gives them all of their throwing sessions between now and then to do it clean and get the shit together how, I mean, would some, would you be open to something like that? Like, I get these are theoretical negotiations between people who don't fucking matter to these guys, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what would you, how would you oppose something like that? I think that I can meet somewhere in the middle. I don't have to wait for the offseason. I actually think I'd prefer to get it done before the
0: postseason, but does it have to be done today? So, I, I, again, I'm, I'm of the belief that if it's a, if a, if it's a previously written rule that you're not coming up with today or 10 days ago and they're deciding to enforce it, that means that you've for a long period of time, guys have chosen to broke break said rule. Yes. And they're just complaining that they got caught at the wrong time. And I get you. And normally it's again, a strong argument, right? So banging on trash cans,
2: you can enforce it within 10 minutes. Hey, stop banging on the fucking trash cans. Right. Right. This is something that, according to the people doing it, right, the guys who pitch in the majors is obviously something that can affect their health, affect the way that they do their job safely. Glass now specifically said, you know, you're going to start seeing more fastballs slip and people get hit. Um, The data doesn't support that, actually. I looked it up and there have been more hit batsmen in the last year and a half than in the past four or five. Yeah, what? you
0: want to know why? Because the ball can spin out of control. Because it's going all kinds of crazy directions. I mean, Yeah, just, but it's... you're
2: probably spinning down. Yeah, ask yeah, oh, okay. how that works. All
0: right, all right. Yeah, no, it, it, here's here's my take on bringing up the Astros. You, you teach your kid as soon as they can figure out right from wrong. You teach them, don't worry that about what Astros other people are, are doing. Oh. Well, that too. Sorry. Sorry. But <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But you, you teach them to worry about yourself, don't try to bring up other things when people, when you, when you get in trouble. Don't say, do, well, well, what about this? What, why, why, why didn't you do this? And the fact that grown men, I'm looking at this at Carlos Rodon's uh, stats right here. He's a 28-year-old man. The fact that his comeback is, yeah, okay, I might be cheating, but how come you didn't get these guys in trouble? Like, no, be a grown-up, accept that you're cheating, stop it, and then realize that you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game, just go play the game the right way without breaking the rules. Like, we get that Major League Baseball fucked up the Astros World Series. Everyone understands that. I, I don't I, I don't know that we'll ever get an explanation for why they didn't get punished oh, we won't. In, in a way that they, well, you might have someone break and write a book one day or something, why Why they didn't enforce it or so? Who knows?
2: Well, okay, but we know why. why? Because you can't <laughs> yeah. look that shitty as a leadership.
1: Well, <laughs> too, too late. T-
0: you're yeah, doing a good job of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too late, man. Um, but but the idea that you know, hey, don't worry about my cheating because you didn't get the last guys that cheated in trouble. No, then come on. Like again, these are nonsensical arguments that only baseball has to deal with. Like hockey used to be the disaster in America. Like Gary Bettman, who somehow is still their commissioner, just like ran that thing into the ground as well as he could, and he still comes across as more competent than Rob Manfred. So he really does. I, I I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Just like all these arguments are so foolish that I don't even know like how to defend them
2: at this point. Yeah. Well, everybody's gonna have a different opinion on it. Everybody's going to see this differently. Let's see how it plays out as we start this enforcement policy today. Was the first day. I haven't seen any news of anything um, happening or anyone getting caught or anything like
0: that. So. Let's see. That's another thing. It's It'll be interesting to see because a lot of times the, the commissioner's office will come out with these penalties and then they'll go to suspend somebody and the players union didn't agree to it and they really have no leg to stand on in the first place. So it'll be interesting to see if the players union actually is like, oh yeah, we're on board. You can suspend them 10 games because I, I, I would be surprised that they just they added a new way to suspend guys without pay in the middle of the season. How is the players them. gonna be okay with that? Oh, they're they are paying, paying them. them. They're paying them. So you're it's a paid suspension. Correct. It's a vacation. For it's a paid suspension for getting cheat getting caught cheating.
2: Yeah. Well, that's how they get but around just, to
0: having to get the PA to agree. Just to. fold the goddamn sport. This is this is <laughs> insanity. This is insane. You get a paid vacation for getting caught cheating. Unreal. Okay, continue. I'm done. It's
1: administrative leave. That's My what God. they're calling it.
0: So it's okay. Well, I'm not even going to say it. Okay, so
2: that's where we stand. That's where we stand on the foreign substance, uh, drama situation, scandal, whatever you prefer to call it. They are going to be enforcing starting today. Those are the rules. Ten day suspensions if you get caught.
1: Let's see how this goes. Let's
2: see who else. uh, Let's see who else has anything to say. That's getting interesting. We still haven't had. uh, I'm waiting for Bauer to pop off
0: because that's what Trevor Bauer does. he, He did tonight. I just didn't watch it. He came with a video out straight to Manfred. Well, I saw him put up a video on Instagram that said,
2: is this cheating or not cheating? And Or illegal, is this legal or illegal? And he just he grabs a baseball. It doesn't look like there's anything on his hand, right? But he squeezes a baseball as hard as he can on the camera and just opens his palm, and the baseball sticks to his hand, probably for like two to three seconds before it drops off. And so, again, he does it again. He grabs it, he just squeezes it, opens his palm, ball sticks again for another two to three seconds. And then he ends the video. So tell me, is this legal or illegal? That's a shot directly at you, just making umpires the sole arbiters of everything going on out there. Um, i I mean, I've held a, I've held a baseball. I've held one of the baseballs that you know, you know, a foul ball or whatever, like one that they use in the game. You can definitely squeeze that ball, and even just with a little bit of sweat on your hand, have it stick. So yeah, I get what he's saying. If some jerk off ump doesn't like that pitcher because he barks at him on about about a strike zone and just to be a dick wants to go out there and make it up like there are there's no again as with just having an arbiter right there on the on the field and you know judge jury and executioner you're getting ejected and once you get ejected it's confirmed you broke the rules and now you're getting suspended like that could not be great and i'm sure that bauer (laughs) bauer's somebody who talks He's got a list of umpires in his head who fucking hate him. He knows him. They know him. Like, I can see how that might be uh, a point at something like that. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. Uh, In other news around the league, Fernando Tatis hit another home run tonight. Makes him the first National League player uh, to 20. And uh, he trails only Vlad who in the AL has, what did we say, Rob, 22? 21? Yeah. 22. 22. Yeah. 22 home runs. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was the highest-rated uh, pitching uh, – I'm sorry, uh, hitting prospect, like, ever. He He's definitely living up to it right now. The dude is mashing. Um, I kind of think that in that episode that we did – On players we want to build around. I think, I I mean, I I slid out Vlad at the last minute and put in Bichette. And while Bichette has also been awesome, man, I wish I had to take that back and I could put Vlad in there.
0: Who did? Who did? Who
2: did have him? I believe you didn't know.
0: Oh, that's me. That's right. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He is very good. He's also hitting 360, which is a thing. That's something. He's got
1: the Triple Crown right now in the American League, by the way.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's hitting three forty five. Uh, what? no, three fifty nine, bro. Oh, this might not be updated with tonight. I'm looking at three forty six on MLB.com. Three forty six with an eleven forty four OPS.
0: Oh, okay, you're right.
2: You know, but still, I think I was
0: looking I think I was looking during the game. I think he raised his batting average during the game tonight. Okay. Yeah, I mean,
2: even if it's three forty six, it's the middle of June. It's yeah. three forty six and an eleven forty four OPS with twenty two home runs and fifty six jacks. How many games is he through? 65. What is this? This man's on a crazy pace right now. So, let's see. What's he going to hit for the season? He's on a 55 home run pace. And that sounds right. And 140 RBI pace. So, 55 and
0: 140.
1: Those are steroid area numbers. Oh, right, boy. those are his dad's numbers <laughs>
2: during the steroid era. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Maybe because he was conceived while his father was on steroids.
0: Now hey, it's just hey, natural. Hey, <laughs> don't you
2: don't you put down Vladimir? I love Vlad. Everybody was doing it, dude. I don't blame anybody for doing steroids in that era. I don't blame mm. a soul. Mm. Um, I don't, yeah, want you I don't know.
0: his good name?
2: No, 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 not at all. Um, something else that I want to talk about, and we we've talked about. Um, the Giants at time and how much of a a surprise they've been. Uh, They're one of only six teams who have at least 40 wins. It really is incredible. Uh, But the Reds outfield is quietly the best outfield in baseball, and it's only because of two guys. Have you seen what Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos have been doing this season? They've both played at least 58 games, so they haven't really been hurt or anything. They're hitting three forty-five and three fifty-three. And they've got like 17 homers, 13 homers, in the thir- high 30s and 40s RBIs. These guys are having monster seasons, and the Reds suck.
0: How is this happening for the Reds? Well, the Reds are over 500. So let's let's. Let's be careful over there, Mr. Marlin. Who reads okay. uh, well, I don't know why we had to bring him into this. I don't I was putting it in I was putting it in perspective. They're two games <laughs> over
2: five hundred. They're third place in their division. They're not gonna even make the playoffs. The with two of the top five hitters in the National League
0: on their team. Well, we've talked about this. You can't name one of their pitchers. That that's that's why. And maybe you can because of your fantasy. Uh, I, Research, the problem but... is that I
2: can name one of them, and it should be a pretty common name in Luis Castillo, but he's had the worst season of his career this year. <laughs> um, which is awful. I mean, they've got Wade Miley, who's 40. Um, did he throw a no-hitter oh, against that. the Indians? He did. He did. Uh, Luis Castillo oh, actually had does a... that now. Yeah, It's either them or the Mariners. Um, Luis Castillo had a great game today, believe it or not, after I slander his name, but... Their pitching staff, yeah, I can't name anybody. I mean, Wade Miley, but, again, he had that one game. It's not like he's um, been an ace all season. I don't know anybody else uh, on that pitching staff. Joey Botto's starting to wake up from an offensive perspective. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they need to do to, to get it together and win a little more. It doesn't help that you've got the Brewers and uh, the Cubs in the same division. Those are the two teams ahead of them. So that might have something to do with it. But regardless, I don't know what uh, with that much offense, you guys gotta do a little more than that. Yeah,
1: especially well, I was just looking at this. Tyler Nakin is actually leading them in RVI with 41.
2: And he's oh. not even an everyday
1: player. Yeah. Tyler Nakin yeah. came yeah. out and had like an amazing first two
2: or three weeks of the season. And he's been writing those stats since. But
1: I mean, he's, his done, is still he's done so. enough.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's done enough to maintain it. Like, he hasn't had a huge drop-off, but he's not performing to the to what he was those first couple weeks because he was outrageous. Um, but, yeah, and look at that. So, even more guys that we can talk about and still know, uh, I mean, over 500, I guess, is something. But you're not even the second-best team in the division. You're not – unless you even catch them, you have really no hope at a wild-card spot because the NL West, those three teams are better than all of the teams in your division. So they're pretty much guaranteed in right now. Uh so yeah, I for lack of a better analysis, the Reds suck, but they have a really good hitting outfield.
0: Yeah, all right. I mean, yeah, suck suck is just a that's a. That's a <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, that's sorry. a term.
0: They're they're three and a half games out of the wild card. Like they're not that bad. But I get your point. I get your point.
1: Well, their team ERA is four eight two, so you're not. Gonna yeah, they a whole their, lot of their games. pitching
0: staff is terrible. Any, if, that, that's, that's any of that improves,
2: from. if any of that improves, they'll have a different outcome. Speaking of which, the Marlins, man, the Marlins, uh, we continue to actually suck. Um, it's unfortunate. <laughs> we st- we have a positive run differential. We're last mm. place in our division. We're eight and a half games behind the Mets, who lead it. We have a f- plus four run differential. We have. Arguably the best pitching staff from a starters' perspective um, in the division, and maybe in the National League, our top three guys have been again phenomenal. Trevor Rodgers is throwing another gem tonight. Sandy has been awesome. Pablo Lopez stumbled this last weekend; um, he got rocked a little bit, but he, he and it still didn't kill his um, his overall um, stats. So I don't know. We don't score enough runs. It's unfortunate. Sterling Marte, Marte who's probably our best hitter, was just named uh, NL Player of the Week for last week. So maybe we're turning it around. But we're definitely underperforming, man. This is a team that could make the playoffs, should make the playoffs, has the talent to make the playoffs, and we're just not performing. Uh, it sucks. How... Doug, let's give you a uh, – Rob, I don't want to hear it. Let's give you a moment to, to take a victory lap with your Mets because we don't know how long this is going to last. So feel free to tell us how great your team has been.
1: Okay, so being a Mets fan, I can't say how great they've been because I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> that's, just, that's just because of years and years and years of Mets fandom. But uh, no, they won tonight. PTSD. They beat the Cubs. <laughs> for real. Uh, they beat the Cubs again tonight, uh, you know, three to two. Uh, you know, it's, it's very nice knowing that you can have Edwin Diaz come out for the ninth and you don't get heartburn automatically. So, yeah, it's a, it's been a plus. And, no, I'm just I'm, – I'm very happy with this team. The fact that they are over 500 with the amount of injuries that they've had is unbelievable. And the, their top three starting pitchers have been nothing short of amazing between DeGrom and Walker and uh, Strowman. I mean, those guys have been, like, liked out. And the bullpen has done their a great job. So, yeah, I'll take it. DeGrom is just
2: – we need a DeGrom – I need to put up a DeGrom appreciation
1: post because –
2: that dude is just on another level. What's he he his ERA is down to what like .56 right now for the yes, season? Point, point .56. .56 with 103 strikeouts in 64 innings. That's 14 and a half Ks per 9. <laughs> he's That's, driven in
1: more than he's given up.
2: And he's driven in more he's got five RBIs and four runs given up, right? <laughs>
1: mhm.
2: That's insane. That dude is a machine.
0: And, and then on top to of that yeah
2: yes uh thankfully for my fantasy team um he's and and everybody and i've never seen people come to somebody's defense again unwarranted nobody slandered him people just came out and like yo before you say anything this dude is legit he's the real deal shut the hell up about it um so that's like that's just incredible this dude's a freaking monster so congratulations for him being on your team hopefully uh you don't waste his entire career because that would just be (laughs) That would be sad. That would
1: be sad. That would be the complete most Mets thing ever.
2: It really would. It really would. Rob, anything for the Indians that you want to throw in there before we uh, switch gears?
0: Yeah, Shane Bieber's on the 10-day DL, which is probably going to be a lot longer than that. Yes. Uh, Yet, we still – we just won again tonight, so we're still second place in our division and I think the third team in the wild card. So – yeah, you guys it, it,
2: are the Major League Indians. You are the team that yeah. is
0: not supposed to be winning anything, and they're putting it together. Where is Willie Mays' hate? Exactly. It, it makes no sense. I still don't get it. I don't know how we score more than two runs a game. Um, I don't and either, man. At, at this point, we only have one competent starter. Aaron Savell somehow leads the baseball and wins, so that's a thing. He does. Um, now we don't have Shane Bieber, so – uh interesting stat I'm going to throw out about both of your teams. Apparently, you guys don't know how to bring your uh whatever happens at home on the road. Uh the Mets have yeah. the best home record in baseball at 19 and 6 and are four games under 500 on the road and the Marlins have a winning record at home and are 10 games under 500 on the road. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know what you bring from New York maybe some pizza? And then you definitely need some <laughs> cocaine that you travel with from Miami to yeah. wherever they are playing. Um, Cause otherwise they apparently they just, they don't know how to do anything outside the three Oh five. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a, an interesting little tidbit. I, I can't find anything weird about the Indians besides for them being eight games over 500 with a negative run differential. doesn't make any sense. Uh, we're only one game behind the Mets um, with more wins and the Mets have played weirdly like five games less than us
1: mm-hmm. oh between uh, covid and rainouts but yeah over, the next, like, and rainouts, yeah. yeah over the next 30 days they're playing like 33 games
0: oof well yeah, yeah. you'll you'll catch up then yeah. Uh, but yeah that's that's all that's all i have i i continue to be mystified at how we're even competitive yeah <clears throat> well
2: the major league and <laughs>
0: Terry, Terry Francona, <laughs> let's give it to him.
2: That's, Terry, Terry It Terry helps Francona. to have a,
0: a competent Tito.
2: manager. Yep, it does. Tito and Tito is that and more. Yes. So, all, all right, right, we've it's... done another
0: forty minutes on baseball, and uh, I love the Brooklyn Nets it. I are love winning. It. So let's let's get through our football so we can talk about this because I I'm very excited that they came back and are leading. That's
2: so. Switching gears a little bit to football, Aaron Rodgers had an interesting weekend. And the Nets are up three with five to go in the fourth, everyone. That's where we are now. So you can live watch with us whenever you listen to this. You can hear our emotions as we watch because you'll be listening to it tomorrow. So that was dumb. Um, (laughs) Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was doing some press to promote uh, his celebrity golf exhibition that's going on, which is uh, the match, right, where he goes up against Brady and Mickelson. Who's his partner? Bryson DeChambeau. That's just fun to say DeChambeau. Um, so he wore a shirt that said "I'm offended," and had the emoji of an angry face to it. Uh, this was his first appearance since Packers president called him a complicated fella over the weekend. Uh, he was pretty sarcastic. He, he, he said, "It's been it's been one of those quiet off seasons that you just dream about." Uh, haha. Aha. You just kind of go through your own process quietly. That's all you can ask for as an older player in the league and someone who's been around for a long time and just enjoy time for yourself and relax and not be bothered. Not have any obligations not I have to do and I have anything going on. This comes as he skips mandatory training camp, which is clearly something to do and yes. something yes. going on. So let's read between that's the true. lines there. That's,
0: true. Um, that's the... true. Not voluntary, mandatory.
2: Right, right, mandatory. So yeah, the... No, you said it
0: correctly. I was just Wait, emphasizing. Please. Okay,
2: <laughs> yeah. So the second or third best quarterback in the league has decided that um, he's drawn a – he's basically drawn a line in the sand and is now skipping mandatory activities and holds firm that either – what's this guy's name? Mark Murphy, right? This the guy he wants out. Either this guy's gone or he wants to be gone. I don't know. How do you guys guys feel about all of this Rodgers stuff? He's usually not the guy that attracts drama, so that's why this is more interesting than usual. He, well, see, so you
0: say that, but he, he actually is. He Is he, he? Yes. Yes. Look at his family. That's that's where I'll start with. Maybe not on the football field, but, like, he doesn't speak to his parents or his brother. Like, he hates his own family, which is, I mean, that's kind of weird. <laughs> For someone that's drama-free, I mean, that's a little strange. Um Okay, he—he's I mean... just—he's—he's he's a little bit of a of a weirdo. Now, he's a wonderful football player, um, and I—I I don't see just on a purely like competitive standpoint. I don't see the Packers trading him. I think they're going to try to call his bluff and see if he'll really sit out a whole year, um, which I believe voids his contract. Uh, I. I I don't think he would, but I, I don't think that's off the table currently. Now, granted, he doesn't have to make that decision yet, but I, I, I think it's on the table. Um, the other option, obviously, is to trade him, but I don't know where to, and I don't know what for, because the only place that probably even makes a little bit of sense is Denver, and I don't I don't know what you want from Denver, besides for, I guess, their draft the next three years. Right. I,
2: um. What do you think the Packers should do?
1: Stop disrespecting him.
2: Yeah. So, I would so elaborate on ago. that. Okay,
1: well, well
2: you can't do that now. What do you what do you what do you suggest current day?
1: Well the thing is it seems like every move that they've made in the last two drafts in the off seasons have done nothing to enhance a situation where he can lead you to the Super Bowl. I mean he just won MVP, did he not? This year? Mm-hmm. This past Guess season? Okay. So even though he's getting up in years, he's still upper echelon. Yeah, you know, he's you know a quarterback that you know twenty nine other teams would love to have. And like how the Packers don't do a good job of surrounding him with the proper talent to win another Super Bowl just is mind blowing. It is. You know, like don't sure. draft a quarterback in the first round who isn't wasn't that great of a prospect to begin with. Like, you right. have, like a project. You know, you know, you do – you get offensive line help. You get a pass rusher, somebody who can make an impact in the first round, not somebody who's going to possibly succeed you in, you know, three or four years. Yeah. You know, the,
0: the I, funny part of the way you're describing that is they did that exact same thing with Aaron Rodgers.
1: <laughs> I know. It's, oh, yeah, no. Like, yeah, history, history like that exact completely. same
0: thing. Yeah, that exact yeah. – and, and the funny part about that is it pissed off Brett Favre and ultimately led to their split. And – then you know aaron rogers stood uh or came in and, and no, it's identical was, yeah it's it's crazy it's i mean and, and even the timeline doug's describing is the same time three to four years i mean yeah. rogers sat for three years and then came yeah. in and started yeah. so
1: yeah but was rogers did have a better pedigree than uh whoever was they drafted i can't remember oh jordan love name. yeah no jordan no love, absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah, rogers could have been
0: love. number one overall and fell to 24 uh jordan love I think the year before, they had him um, maybe as a been, top five to ten pick. Roger but...
2: should have then been number two overall instead of – Ronnie Brown. Ronnie sorry. Brown. <laughs> uh, who, who drafted Ronnie Brown? That was the Dolphins, dumbass. Oh. Of Dave wants that. Fucking comiriente. I love it.
0: Oh, well, you even went Spanish on us. That yeah, fantastic. How much that's fantastic. <laughs> how much he upsets me. I, have to go I think in that. eight episodes, <laughs> that's the first time you've said something in Spanish. It's what, very possible. Two,
1: <laughs> to be fair, the, the Dolphins were still very heartbroken after Ricky Williams going a wall. So.
0: Oh my God! Oh yeah,
2: and no, that, and Ronnie Brown was definitely the way to solve that wound. I'm not yeah. get into this. Stop. We'll talk about stop we'll talk drafting running backs. Top five. <laughs> yeah, well, five. Yeah. Um, so, well, so here's my thing, right? Isn't the isn't the whole thing around this where like he would drop this and be cool if if they fired this guy, Mark Murphy?
0: I don't know if it's Murphy or their GM with that funny name that we were saying a couple weeks ago. Now I forgot.
2: Okay, is it is it easy and would it be right to assume that Aaron Rodgers does his job better than whoever that guy is does
0: theirs? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, so what's one is, person is, in the NFL is, is, that does his job better than him?
2: So what's the yeah. fucking holdup?
0: I don't know. I get really rid don't. of the dude. Get rid of the
2: dude who's not Aaron Rodgers and actually winning you football games, which is the goal here, right? right. I don't. I, that's what I don't get. So. From a Packers perspective, that's what you should be doing. The fact that you haven't done it only solidifies and should support Aaron Rodgers' feelings in all this. Anybody who's not on Aaron Rodgers' side on this, I, I don't, I don't get it. That's like some Stockholm syndrome shit. Like, how are you not? How are you with big business and not the employee, regardless right. of what salaries are? Right? It's still you know the the hierarchy. Um, so I don't know. That's just what. They're not going to trade him. They're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. Jesus Christ! If they trade Aaron Rodgers, the thing is, they'd already be set up for failure because there's no amount of of anything that you can get back that we can be like, oh yeah, that definitely justifies trading Aaron Rodgers. So they're already screwed.
0: So but you not can't gonna trade you, him. you can't justify it because you're not trading him to gain assets. You're trading him because he doesn't want to play for you, which is so. Which, which means he's, he's already a depreciated value. asset.
2: Yeah, right. absolutely,
0: absolutely. So. Interesting.
1: Yeah, so that's
2: the Aaron Rodgers phenomenon. That's where we stand on that drama. Um,
1: um, let me let me ask you guys a question. Go for this, it. W- if the Packers were ran like a normal organization, meaning they actually had an actual ownership group, would it be? Do you think it'd be operated any differently? No, absolutely.
0: What? How? No, it no. would be. It would be based on one person's ego and opinion. No, because you still have minority owners. You still have other people in the building. You still have the team president. How many minority
2: owners do you know of in the league, Rob? And of those, how many actually have influence in decisions being made?
0: Listen, I understand where you're going with that because I can't name any of them. But (laughs) A, they they exist. B, if your team owner is making decisions, Jerry Jones, then you're already fucked. That's a terrible idea. And it would be run the same way as it is now. If you don't trust football people to make football decisions, then you have the wrong people in power. That's, yeah, and you don't
2: think that an owner—you don't think that an owner who would be head over heels in love with Aaron Rodgers wouldn't just fire this dude, no questions
0: asked, six months ago, and this wouldn't be an issue? No, because it never works that way. When have you ever? When has a player ever said, "I want this front office guy gone," and they fired the front office guy? Especially a team that values um, consistency as much as the Packers do. They're very similar to uh, like the Steelers. Where they'll have the same guy forever, like Lafleur is going to be there a right. long time, right? McCarthy Whether or not he's go really good, he's going to be there exactly. He's going to be there a long time, and and that's just how it's going to go. What they did, what twenty five years between Holmgren and McCarthy, I mean that's yeah, that's just how it is. So they're not going to just wipe out their whole front office because you pissed off Aaron Rodgers. Now, our opinion is clearly you haven't done enough to support your star player so you deserve to be fired that's probably true but they look at it and say well we were 13 and three with the decisions we made so obviously we did something right maybe not wrong too so i it's i understand it would be it would be different but i don't think it would make a difference if you had one one person if it was jerry jones let's say this was the cowboys i don't think jerry jones is firing anybody to keep aaron Rodgers. what i don't
1: that's true, because he held on to Jason Garrett for a very, very, very
0: long yeah. time. Yeah, he he
2: yeah. Until he found a shinier new toy in Dak Prescott. You don't think that Aaron Rodgers – you don't think Jerry Jones would do anything in the world that Aaron Rodgers wanted? It's Aaron Rodgers. That's like oh. that's like the ideal Jerry Jones situation. Like, I have a superstar. I'm going to cater to him. He caters to Dak
0: Prescott that way. How? He, he waited until after he broke his ankle to give him an extension. That's just because he wasn't gonna pay him that, and it's not that he <laughs> yeah. and it's bro. Not he, he ended up paying him, pay that. him that.
2: Well, that's it, it, what I'm saying. It wasn't that he wasn't gonna pay him that. He just Jerry Jones wants to be the person in charge. He wants to be the biggest dick in the room, making the decisions with the most money. So even if he always planned on giving Dak that, that contract, he was never gonna give it to him a day before he absolutely had to.
0: No, and and that's fine if you believe that, but that's not the right way to take care of your players.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) I get you. That's not.
0: And that's, that's why I say that having one owner like him and not necessarily just him, but an ownership like that, is isn't going to be any better? Because he's probably the guy, the same guy who's overstood or, or oversaw 15 years of not drafting a skill position player in the first round. Like he's contributed to this nonsense. So why would you think he'd wake up and be like, "Oh, never mind, you're fired now"? No, you're already part of this, man. <laughs> you're not. You're not doing. You probably hired Mark Murphy. Now you got to admit you you failed and, and fire him because someone else is telling you to. It, it ain't happening. It ain't right. happening. Well, that's our uh, that's our NFL talk. That's our Aaron
2: Rodgers situation. There are two minutes left in Game Five of the Bucks Nets series. This is 104 104 right now. And Kevin Durant just hit a jumper. Oh, missed it. Uh, so that is where this is. This series started 2
0: 0 Brooklyn. How have we gotten here, Rob? Oh, that's easy. Uh, James Harden played 43 seconds and Kyrie Irving sprained his ankle when Giannis inexplicably jumped underneath him when he was up in the air. So, um, yeah, you, you have that. And then when Durant was by himself, I think Joe Harris was one of fourteen from the field, uh, and they still only lost by. Well, I guess it, in Game Four, I guess it was twelve. They lost by. They only lost by three. In the yeah, in game, game, three. game Three, Game Three, If they, if Drew Holiday didn't hit that incredible
2: spin layup at the with like a second and a half left before overtime, that this series is already over. That that play saved uh, this series for the Bucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And and I think Durant shot like 11 for 30 or something like that, and Kyrie was like 7 for 22. I mean, they just had really crappy shooting games, uh, very similar to how they started tonight, actually, because even at halftime, we were talking about it, uh, Harden and Joe Harris were a combined one of 13. Um, and then Whoa. clearly they picked it up in the second half. Durant has a 43-point triple-double with 16 rebounds. So I <laughs>
1: at his stats. Oh, wow, yeah, 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 he P. J. Tucker is not doing his job tonight. Forty three, nope. sixteen,
2: and ten. Yep. Yeah, but he's yep. a his, his post minus is a zero, and you got Giannis at thirty two <laughs> and eleven with a minus two plus minus on the night. So those guys must
0: suck. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there that's that's not meant to be a one game stat, but I get your
2: point <laughs> No, uh, I get you. Um, <laughs> Brooke Lopez is a plus seven out there. He's a Hall of Famer. Listen, guys.
0: man, Jeff Jeff Green with twenty seven points as a, a plus six. six. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, sir. So that's it. I mean, I get it. It's not a it's not a per game stat. It's uh, it's crazy, but those guys are still. Having, I mean, you can't deny it. Thirty-two and eleven is a monstrous game, and then obviously, what is it? 43, 16 and ten. That's yeah. Kevin Durant putting this team on his back as he should. Harden has four points on ten percent shooting. Jesus Christ, he's one for ten from the field. Tonight. One,
0: yeah, oh for eight from the from three. From three, but, but you know really what? Defense. You you have to you have to guard James Harden. So at least he's a guy that they have to pay right. attention to. Right. At worst case, and not is like Bruce Brown or or you know Nick Claxton yes. or Mike James. Yeah, Blake
2: Griffin. I mean, Blake Griffin's got 17 tonight. Blake, Gr- man, Blake Griffin was playing like possum in Detroit. It seems so that dude uh, remembered how to play basketball once he changed jerseys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, change the scenery. will do that. Playing yeah, a good absolutely. Does that too. Yeah,
0: you go. You go from Detroit to. Uh, Detroit to, to Brooklyn, yeah, you spruce up. And Harden just uh, hit two free throws, so they yes. two again. There you go. So, Kevin Durant,
2: 43 points tonight, 43-16-10 and with a triple-double, like we said. Um, there are still people who bash this guy, uh, saying that he still can't carry a team. How do you feel about this performance tonight and the team that he is carrying, considering Harden's performance? Like, there's no leg
1: to stand on in that argument anymore, is there? Well, I mean, Do you want to take this his, Go ahead. Yeah, there's never a question of his talent on, on the court. It's just that he's soft. And it's like, you know, to really carry a team, quote-unquote, to a championship, you know, you have to be the alpha male. And it's like, to me, Durant is super talented, but he, he was never – he can't be the guy. Like, Ooh. even on the Nets right now, no. And listen, Kyrie is the one who takes all the flack on that team. So like Durant won't be that guy who will be the the backbone of the team, let's put it that way.
0: Ooh. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go a different direction. I think I think Kevin Durant is obviously good enough to be the guy. Uh he's a two time finals MVP. So he he's clearly that guy, even on the he's Warriors. He's been a, he's he, been a he, he was, MVP too, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The the you're the real MVP speech. Yeah, Absolutely. that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, so he was on a finals team with, with Steph Curry and was clearly the best player in that series on that team. So um, the, the idea that he can't be the guy is, is nonsense. I do think he's, he's a wimp. I've always been mad at him for going to Golden State because of what that did to my team and, and hmm. probably costing us a title or two. But as far as, as Kevin Durant, and you know, we've talked about this before, I love listening to the low post. They talk about all the time um durant is the best amplifier of superstars in the history of the nba where he doesn't necessarily make regular players better but when you have stars around him he makes them like supernova so wow there's there's a a skill there in taking what you can do because he he's got 43 points and i or actually 46 now 46 he just hit a, three. Just
2: hit a crazy so, 3 with with, the, with the, that's where my wow came from shot clock expiring and, and game on the line he just hit a crazy 3 to put them up two.
0: yeah so um he he's one of those guys that just takes stars like Kyrie uh, i felt like Harden was kind of already there but even what he what he did with Harden you don't have to, he doesn't have to bring the ball up the floor you don't necessarily have to run plays for him Kevin Durant's going to get 30 without you having to do anything. Like if you want to run it through him, that's probably why he has 46 tonight because they're running their offense through him. Right. But you don't have to for him to score 26 to 30 points a game, which is insane. I mean, that that in itself is insane. So if you can just figure the rest out, you know what you have in this guy. And there's not many dudes in the history of basketball where you could be like, well, Durant will get us 30 or, you know, Jordan will get us 30 or Shaq might get us there. I mean, it's a handful of dudes where you can say every given night, even uh, game seven, 2016 against the Cavs, Steph Curry had 17 points. Like you think that dude can just score whenever you want. No. Harden was 0 for 20 oh for 20 or one for 27 from three, I think in that game seven against the Warriors. Yeah. They, they just, you can't always count on certain people, but Durant is one of those guys that you can. Yeah. So that's, that's how I've always thought of him. He is. He's, you, you can't, it's,
2: it all goes back to the just mental weakness that they tend to attach to him. But, yeah, on the court, I don't see how anybody can argue against this dude. This guy's incredible. He's coming off of an Achilles tear. And he's just – he's literally carrying a team in the second round of the playoffs in a really must-win game five situation. Right. Uh, let's see how this ends for him. There's still two 45 seconds left. So Two blocks and that two steals, to... too.
0: He's their best defensive player.
2: Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely their best player out there right now or on this team, period, right now. Um, on the court.
0: On the team. Ooh, so Giannis is better than him, is what you're saying? Uh, no, I see what you went there. No, I
2: wasn't even thinking about the competition. No, <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. all right. I thought you were gonna narrow down his squad to just the five on the court, and I was like, no, he's better than Kyrie too. No, yeah, yeah, he's the best on the court. Absolutely. Okay. That's all right. All right. So, uh, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the Hawks and the Sixers. So last night, Trey Young and company was able to uh, even the series up in Atlanta. So they're going back tomorrow to Philly, and it is a 2-2 series. It took everything in the Hawks to uh, come back because they were down, and then to hold that lead down the stretch. It looked, it looked shaky for a minute. Uh, John Collins made some boneheaded mistakes down, down the stretch, but Trey was enough. Clint Capella was uh, pretty good defensively down the stretch again, and they were able to hold these uh, these Sixers off. And instead of looking three-one in the face, going to Philly, they are now two-two and in a best of three. Um, I don't know, man. Is there any belief that Trey and these guys can take it? What do you? I don't know. I'm I'm hesitant to jump on the bandwagon and be a prisoner of the moment, but I would love for Trey Young to eliminate Joel Embiid from these playoffs.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Douglas.
1: So yeah, your Joel Embiid hate. I thought it was going away, but... I like wearing... Oh, all of a sudden, now you do. <laughs> <laughs> but get the hell out. I like I mean,
2: you. As long uh, you got you 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 nothing to brag about. He wasn't I mean, the Hawks first are, team on NBA. Uh, yeah, so,
1: the Hawks are fun uh, to the watch. You know, it's like they have an interesting collection of talent. Uh, nobody expected them to be where they are right now. I mean, Trey yeah. Young's fun to watch. He doesn't play defense, but, you know, it, nobody really does. And but it's just that you know when you have a generational talent like Indeed, it's tough to beat him.
2: Yeah, it's crazy that Ben Simmons really can't shoot worth a shit. Like even free throws, man. It's kind of it's really insane that such a high caliber NBA player overall just cannot perform the basic function of shooting a basketball efficiently. It's
0: I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Yeah, he uh, he took zero shots in the fourth quarter yesterday, and that's zero the shots, best zero thing that could have zero for them free throws. Play defense well, and facilitate the ball. Listen, drive to the basket.
2: <laughs> well, I guess you're six, right? you six foot ten and you it. handle the ball. Yeah, Go you to still yeah, you're
0: right. You're right. You're All right. right. Um, At least attempt one. Shit. Sure. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Uh, Embiid on his torn partially torn meniscus um, had one of the worst games of his career. The the last time someone had an O for 10 or more in a half was Jordan in 97 in the uh, Eastern semifinals. And and Embiid was O for 12 in the second half yesterday. Um, He was four for 20 for the game had 17 and 21 rebounds on a torn meniscus. Again, Um, if he just went six for 20, they win. So although I I do commend the Hawks for tying the series, I, I, I don't think there's any chance unless Embiid just doesn't play. Um, I don't think there's any chance they win the series. Um, but the the Sixers have some work to do. They have to get their their shots to fall. They have to hope Danny Green gets healthy so they don't have to change their starting lineup again. Um, I feel like Seth Curry is, left with an injury, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, I think, no, I think
2: Seth, Seth Curry took the last shot of the game. That could have tied oh, okay. and right. it and missed it.
0: Okay. All right. So it's just Danny Green. It was just I
2: think that they, I think the Sixers are have. Just, I think they last night specifically they blew a huge opportunity to get some rest before they have to go into a fight with either the Bucks or the Nets. Now yeah. they are they find themselves in a freaking fight that they didn't even anticipate. I'm sure. So I that might spell disaster for them in the long run. Um, as you should say, Embiid is not 100 percent right. They could have used the rest, and they're not getting it now. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, again, I'm with you. I don't think. I don't think it's enough for Atlanta to pull out the series, but they're giving them a hard enough time where it could fuck up Philly's uh, well, long-term
0: aspirations. The upside for Philly is if Brooklyn makes it through, they're just as injured as Philly is. Yeah, and, and you know they're having to put Durant. Jeez, let's. I think he played 45 minutes in Game Four. Let's see how many minutes he's played tonight so far. He has played 48, 48 first minutes. minutes. So he literally yeah. has not sat one second. He's gonna be yeah. tired. <laughs> he's gonna be very tired.
2: Jesus Christ, um, he's played forty eight minutes.
0: He has not sat. He has not sat. He was not losing this game. Which for for the and, and this is nothing against you, Douglas, but for the people that wanna call him soft, he right. came out in a in a in a chance to go up three two uh at home. He came out and, and did not sit six. one second. That's yeah, insane. That's, that's crazy. That's not That's even crazy. something
2: that LeBron, that LeBron has done, like through the heat run or, or anything like that. I don't recall a game that LeBron did not sit. It's
1: crazy. It's insane. It is. It is. So there's that. We've got the, 17 and 10. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, my question, my ta- my thing with him was never what his talent on the court. That's never been questioned. Well, yeah.
2: These. Yeah he seems to make it a point to try to get it to where you can't question anything anymore. So let's see how that goes, man. If he leads his team to a title and they do face some more adversity outside of the series, maybe they face some adversity in the finals. um, That could be, that could be something to, to talk about. So, or something to, for him to stand on and and really like fight back. Uh, Last series still active. uh, So we'll wrap up real quick. Uh, Clippers in Utah. Clippers tied it up last night. Again, that series is 2-2. Headed back to uh, Mormon country tomorrow night <laughs> where the Jazz will try to uh, defend home court and take a 3-2 lead. Uh, it's the Donovan Mitchell show. Donovan Mitchell does not have the best game of his life every night. This team doesn't seem to win. Uh, thoughts? What do you guys think about this? Kawhi a monster. They're, mis- not gonna take any they're missing toddling. I'll tell you that. I know they're missing Conley, but it still should be enough. I mean, there's nothing on the Clippers outside those two guys. Not anything that should scare anyone. I mean, Marcus Morris.
0: Well, I mean, the the Clippers are are deep and they have talent. I mean, they have high-end quality talent. Um, I mean, Marcus Morris did have a crazy game yesterday. He was <laughs> he seven did. for seven from three for the first half. So Wrong <laughs> game the
2: slander Marcus Morris, yeah. I'm aware.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, Mitchell had 37 yesterday, and, and they lost by 14. So, uh, I don't know that you can necessarily blame that on Donovan Mitchell. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I... I The Clippers are very good. You just don't know which one you're going to see on a day-to-day basis. Um, I always was picking the Clippers. I I think they do win the series. Uh, The only thing that gives me pause is Kawhi sort of tweaked his knee yesterday and then sat and didn't play the rest of the game. It was already in hand, so they didn't have to worry about it. But, um, you know, if he's not 100%, then that sort of changes the equation. And if Connelly comes back at some point, the Clippers really have no one that can do anything with Connolly. So if you have to shift someone over to Connolly, then you have Mitchell even more wide open. So I that that's worrisome to me how they scheme uh, for Connolly as well. Um, but if things sort of stand how they are, I feel like the Clippers win in seven. And then again, they're going to have to go to Phoenix on the road after coming off a, <laughs> a seven-game series while Phoenix yep. is just sitting there waiting for them. Yep. And they'll probably go down one O or two O again and then they'll have to dig themselves out again.
2: Let's see. I think Utah can still pull that out, but like we said when we when we talked about the series last week, um, uh, it can be clippers and I would it wouldn't be surprising at all that it was clippers. So
0: No. No.
2: Though the last team there is the Suns, right? So there's no active series left for them because they went in there and swept the MVP and Nikola Jokic and sent him home and on top of that talking trash and Devin Booker all up in his face. Um Devin Booker wouldn't doesn't want any of that. De- Devin Booker has no idea that Jokic's brothers were three rows deep in the crowd having to get held back by security basically before they ripped his little head off. Um right. did you have you heard the story about Jokic and his brothers? So apparently when they were all kids, Jokic is the youngest of the three. Uh they wanted all they- they- the other ones wanted to go climb a tree and Nikola said no, he didn't want to do it. And their punishment for him not wanting to do that was one of them held his arms down by the side while the other one threw knives at his head. This is where this person came from. These savages is, uh, it's insane. That was a crazy story. I was like, dude, so if I'm Devin Booker and I'm in Jokic's face and I hear those two voices coming from the crowd, I mean, Booker didn't even look at him in the video. And I wouldn't have either. I just don't want any part of that. Uh, but like you said, the Suns, they, uh, they are in there. They swept them. They uh, – I want to take a little bit of a victory lap on here. I called the Suns being a really good team in, in, before the season started. There's an I'm article sure. up on, uh, on 3majorsports.com where I talked about James Jones, you know, who – former Heat player, so special place in my heart, um, three-point specialist. But he's the GM out in Phoenix, and, man, he's turned it around. He he came in right after they, uh, they drafted DeAndre Ayton, and his, um, his draft class since have been great. His free agent signings have been great. He went and plucked up Jay Crowder, who's been huge for them from the Heat last offseason. Um, Ricky Rubio, just endless. This, he's done a great job. They are sitting there in the Western Conference Finals waiting to get it done. Chris Paul continues. Let's see what he can do in the next round. Let's see if he can finally make it. To the NBA Finals, he is, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I think personally he's the best player ever to not even make a finals appearance. Are you there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. So I think he's the best NBA player ever to not
0: make a finals appearance. Chris Paul, you're saying? Yep. Fair enough. Yeah.
1: I'm not going to get an argument out of me on that one.
2: I'd love for him to make it to the finals at this point. I want the Suns in the finals. I think that would be fun. I think Devin Booker and Chris Paul on the final stage would be uh, phenomenal for the league. And I think it would be a lot of fun to watch regardless of who they're playing. I mean, man, the Suns versus the Nets would be an awesome series. It would. It would.
0: Is it Chris Paul's 17th year? Yeah, I think so. And he's, this is his second conference finals. Second conference finals. Oof. Okay. He's mm-hmm. second or third?
1: He didn't second. get there with the Clippers?
0: No, just no, just no. one. No, Only the Clippers, with the Rockets, and the then he Clippers playing the game. The Clippers in their team history have never made the conference finals.
1: Correct. So it's just that one year with Houston. Then okay,
0: yeah, with Houston, yeah. and he was and he was hurt for Game Seven, so he didn't even play the deciding game. Six and seven. Was it both? Yeah, he got he got hurt at the beginning of no, he got hurt at the end of Game Five, and then couldn't play in six or seven, and that's why they lost both of them. They were going to beat the Warriors. Yeah, they probably were. I was in uh San Francisco for game
2: 7 of that series and man those Warriors fans were shook as fuck. I remember oh, that yeah. like it was yesterday. That was so much fun. Uh yeah, that was so yeah, that's this is his second appearance. Uh I think he's got a much better much better shot this time of actually raising a trophy for the
0: first time in his career. Sure. Yeah, well with all the injuries there there it's very unpredictable. You you could you could easily get there. Yep. So That's
2: where we stand with the playoffs so far. The Brooklyn Nets did win that game. So they are up 3-2 in that series. They will head to game six back in Milwaukee in a couple of nights. Uh, So we'll check out and see how that ends up. Uh, Let's wrap it up. Doug, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. We're going to have you back again for sure.
1: Thank you. It was Um, a pleasure joining you guys again today.
2: Thank you. Thank you. For everybody
1: out there, please
2: uh, subscribe to the pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a bunch of other platforms, Anchor, which is our host site. Uh, follow us on Instagram, 3 Major Sports, uh, and feel free to reach out. Any suggestions, anything that you guys want to hear or talk about or have us talk about or change on the show, we are here to be the best show that you all listen to. So uh, with that, thank you all. Rob, anything to say before we sign off? No, sir. I'm good. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Have a great night, and we will talk to you all next week. Take it easy, guys.
1: Let's go,
2: Mets. <laughs>